everyone. What's poppin'? How you niggas doing? We feeling fine. You know, TWC's in my account. I'm still stimulated. I'm waiting on that stimulus. But okay. you know what? I'm feeling great. How are you feeling? I'm feeling classy. Ratchet, boozy, <laughs> nasty. Nasty. I said that wrong, oh, but oh well. <laughs> you know? So first and foremost, I want to thank all of our listeners, all of you people who've been supporting, commenting, giving all those good supporting shmish shmish. Because we love that shit. Yeah. And we fuck with y'all. Thank you. And we appreciate y'all. All right. Keep you, that shit going. If you haven't already, you can follow us at The Real Sip and Spill everything except Twitter. Twitter. We Sip and Spill one. one. And give us a five-star rating because we we're some five-star five bitches. bitches. And the girls are back at it again with another messy-ass episode of Sip and Spill where we create conversations all while. Sip and wine. I go by the name of Thug Motherfucking Sammy. And I'm ambitious Lincoln Bio Teray. What's good? Lincoln Bio. I understand, but that sounded like horse. You know, Lincoln Bio, OnlyFans, Lincoln Bio. Oh, Lincoln Bio, shit. You know? However the fuck y'all want to take it, that's how I'm going to receive it. Lincoln Hello. Bio, I like that. <laughs> Lincoln Bio. Uh, let's get into some fun facts. So my fun fact is I took karate for a whole entire week and then I quit. <laughs> First and foremost, I don't think I would ever think of you to do karate. But for the fact that you quit, it seems kind of like, I don't know. It's just like, it's not even really, is that even popular? Is that how old were you when you were doing it? I was like in elementary school. I was, oh. think I was nine or ten. I, I got in, yeah. I, I did gymnastics and I quit. So. I got into it because my best friend growing up at the time, he was in karate. And I was like, Mom, I want to do karate. I want to do karate. I begged her to let me take lessons. And after a week, I quit. And, and she was like, expensive. You fucking spoiled ass bitch. Yeah. My mom was <laughs> like, You see, I spent this money and you didn't even complete it. So, you know what? I'm sorry, Mom. But and nothing more that the fucking parents hate is if you fucking quit after they spent their fucking money. Exactly. Your mom's I'm... a good one, though. Because my mom would be like, Nah, bitch, you're sticking it out until the next payment cycle. Like, <laughs> well, I, maybe it's like, for two weeks or by month. I don't know how mm -hmm. the payment works. I was a kid, but mm -hmm. maybe it wasn't by monthly. Because if it was by monthly and I quit after a week, sorry, mom. <laughs> but if it was like a weekly or two week thing, you know, she'll be all right. It she'll had be right. to be a monthly thing. She just knew she just couldn't force you to do it. So, you know, she yeah, was you like, can't fuck it. Shit. So, my fun fact is that over last week I had two photo shoots with two really amazing um, photographers. The first one was John Richardson, and it was for Flyby clothing wear it's like athleisure so i was like doing that shit it was really fun we even had like a pool shoot it was great and then i had another photo shoot with desiree props hopefully i did not like fuck up your last name because i've never said your last name but um desiree props 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 mm, okay we're gonna say props because that sounds a lot better and that was like an arcade theme she was like give me like teenage vibes like x y and z and they both came out really fucking amazing i haven't got the one like the shoots from i mean the edits from John, but the shit I got from Desiree, I'm feeling like a badass bitch. That's why I told y'all Lincoln bio, like, hello, I'm about to fucking brand myself okay. as a model now. So you're a model now. I'm a model now, bitch. Okay, after two photo shoots. Yes, bitch. Well, it only know. starts with two. And the thing is, they both have reached out to me. At first, I, I don't think I'm a model. I think I'm just like a regular ass bitch. Mm -hmm. But when he told me athleisure, I'm like, I love wearing workout clothes, even though I know I'm not working out. And then she was just like, I love your brown skin. I said, brown skin girls. Okay. And just like and it was just amazing. It was great. So it was a nice opportunity. Well, and don't forget to give me an outfit. I will definitely not forget to give you an outfit. You haven't came over to do our little review yet because we've been fucking around, you know. Yeah. So we're gonna do that shit. All right, let's get into some wine facts so we can get some tea time. Tea time. So this is a brand I usually don't go for because I'm not a dark red person. But I I was at Sprouts and I saw it there and it was calling my name like. 
It's like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it, I'm going to get it. So this is Apothic Crush. Um, it's a it's a red blend made with ripe grapes, raspberry jam, and a hint of caramel with a round, smooth finish. It's going to be a little on the dry side, and it's a full-body wine, so you're going to taste a hint of it in every single one of your palates. It's best served at room temperature, so I took it out of the refrigerator this morning. And it's best paired with red meat, steak, lamb, and all that poultry shit. So let's give a taste of Side this. No, I saw you went to Trace. How did you feel about them fucking lamb chops, bitch? Girl, the lamb chops were okay. Let me tell you what happened. Oh no! So our waiter was fucking African, which you know what, which is cool. Yeah. But you know, African men—they're the worst servers. Are they? Because really? they can't take command. Like they can't take like you tell them what. Was to it do. the bartender? Yes. The bartender—he was good for me. Girl, first my lamb chops came out burnt. Mm. I asked for no. First he forgot my food. Okay. Which I wasn't tripping about him forgetting my food yeah. because I did it before. Then he lied about it. Said, oh, it's going to come out in five minutes. Five minutes happened and it didn't happen. Five minutes turned into 30 minutes. Oh, Never yikes. came out. And then it came out burnt. Oh, no. And I was like, hey, this is not medium at all. He was like, well, does it taste good? I said, it doesn't matter if it tastes good. It's not medium. Medium, Especially yeah. when I'm paying what you... Lamb chops aren't cheap. They're not. So if if I'm paying 20 something dollars for something, I want it medium. Yeah, okay. So he takes it back. It comes back again. A little bit better. Still not medium. Okay. I'm fine. Whatever. Not a big deal. My cousin comes. She orders her food. He forgets her food, too. Oh, no. Yes. He comes back. He's like, did you want to order something? She's like, yeah, I ordered when I first got here. He was like, oh, I forgot. I'm like, okay, order her food. When we order drinks, he forgot our drinks. We ordered water. He forgot our water. We ordered a second, a second crate of a uh, pitcher. He forgot that, too. Oh, no. And then he splits our bill totally wrong, and he says, y'all can just cash up each other. That's when I went the fuck off. You want to talk shit? You want to run a map? You want some gangsters in your motherfucking house? Bitch, bitch I, I went bitch off. off. I went off on him. I cussed him out. I was like, bitch ass nigga. Like, I didn't say that word. But in my head, I was like, bitch ass nigga. Oh but God. I was really, I'm like, dude, that's not okay. He's like, it's okay. Just catch up each other. It's not a big deal. I said, yes, it is a big deal. You can't tell me what is a big deal and what's not yeah. a big deal. So me and her are going back and forth. And GM walks up, seeing us going back and forth. I was like, look at how he's talking to us. We're customers. And he's going back and forth with us. Wow. And she comped our whole meal. Yeah. And he gives us her card. He's like, next time you come, I'll take care of it. I'll make sure you get service. Which I was, I don't mind paying. I was yeah, like, let's I pay for the something. Problem's not, yeah, the problem's not paying. I just am, I am extremely saddened that you had that experience because when yeah. I went there, bruh, top-notch service. Like, someone even bought us a carafe when I was there. Like, but you know what? He was so busy. Like, yeah, there was I can no reason that, yeah. for him to have that many tables. He was the only person to take care of everyone, which we weren't tripping about him yeah. being busy. That's what we were mad it was when he was going back and forth with yeah. us and being smart and snarky. Ain't going back and forth with these, these niggas. I'm living my best life. life. Period. Yeah, I'm sorry. Because I, I I know who you're talking about. Because I had him as a server. Because when me and Christina went, yeah. like, he was our server. He was nice at first. No, he was super sweet. And he was super attentive and made sure we had our shit. Made sure our water was filled up. Actually, he, wasn't the, he wasn't the one giving us the water. It, I think it was the hostess that was giving us the water when we were doing all that. So, and I feel so bad because I really... But also, it was Black Houston Restaurant Week last week, too. So that probably contributed to them being so busy, busy. because okay. everyone thought, since it's Black Houston Restaurant Week, that everyone needs to support a Black-owned business, which y'all should be doing any fucking way. Yeah. So you shouldn't wait till one week to do it. But I'm sorry you did that. Went I'm that. definitely going back. The GM was super nice. She comes to her meal and she said, come No, the GM is nice as fuck. Like, yeah. she handed my table and she was like, she's like, how are y'all? I'm like, I love it here. I said, yeah. fix the mac and cheese, but I love it here. Because <laughs> the mac and yeah, cheese the mac were not and cheese premium. Wasn't- I told, I told him that. Yeah. I was like, the I was like, greens were kind of... Mm. 
Yeah. They, I, they were very collard greenish. Yeah. Like you would taste it. Like, yeah, you taste the bitterness <laughs> of it. Which I made collard greens, I made turkey collard greens over the yesterday actually. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is how collard yeah. greens would taste like. But, mm. Yeah, I don't like tasting the bitterness. Yeah. But I ate that shit because I paid money for it. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> it's not cheap. But I mean, I would definitely go back. I'm not gonna I'm not the type of person who go there one time, have one bad experience, and be like, fuck this. Because it was nice. The vibe was nice to have music. The vibe music, was so nice. And the, you know? did you have, they have a DJ yesterday? Yeah. It was I cool. love the DJ. He's so like, we'll definitely be going back. But um, let's toast, you know, take a taste and see if we like taste it or not. Taste to another messy-ass episode of Sip and Spill. Oh. Okay. It's not too it's dry. It's really light, actually. Compared to the other apocalyptic shit we have, this is pretty light to me, in my opinion. Yeah, it's not too dry. Um, I don't taste any caramel. I do not taste any caramel. But, bitch, I still got a crust. Actually, yeah, there's a hint of caramel at the end. That's what they said. You're going to have a hint of caramel. It's really smooth. Try it. Just wait. Just wait to the end. Like, you still don't taste it? Maybe you should put Maybe your tongue to the not- roof of your mouth. Like, that's all I'm doing. No, the tongue's... <laughs> Sick of you, bitch. <laughs> tongue's to your mouth. Sick of these niggas. <laughs> You ain't got a dramatic bitch. It's there though. <laughs> That's what they look like when they do. Have you seen like people wine taste? They do, they, they do the most. They be like, they be like. <laughs> Have you ever seen like a white person just devour a cork? They be like, I'm so sorry, y'all. We are so off topic, but they be like, you just feel it like. What year is this? How long was this aged? I'm like, shut the fuck up and drink. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people are wine connoisseurs, so <laughs> I sure the fuck not. That, this, this this is what they do. All right, some tea motherfucking time. Tea motherfucking time, 80 years later, y'all. <laughs> okay, so we have Nikki's ghetto-ass mater- maternity shoot. Okay, what, what in the love in hip-hop was going on? I understand. Let me Hold on. First of all, let me say congratulations, because I ain't no hating-ass bitch. And you know I'm what? I'm happy for her. I'm happy for She's you been, to yeah. be a mother, you know? Because I I just remember when Cardi was pregnant, you threw a lot of shade talking about I would never get pregnant to someone when I wasn't their wife yet. Little did we all know... They were already married because <laughs> they played us. We didn't know they was married for at least like a few months before she was pregnant. Yeah. So yeah. They've been married. They've been married. So like she threw a lot of shade and she was saying like, I would never. So I'm glad you're married and I'm glad that you have the kid, I, the order that you wanted to have it in. Appreciated that. But what is going on? Is this a video shoot? Was it super based? It, was- it gave me like Pink Friday vibes. Uh, definitely. Like Roman revenge type shit. Yeah, like- but I mean, it just... What really got me was the stripper heels. I'm like, I don't understand why you had them clear ass stripper heels on on your maternity shoot. But you know what? If you like it, I love it. It's not for me to judge. I just don't understand it. I don't know? understand it either. I'm like, I'm nothing is wrong with you embracing your sexy yeah, at a point where sometimes people don't feel the sexiest when they are pregnant. pregnant. Yeah. But it just looked really ghetto. It looked very ghetto. For as much money you got or as money you don't got. I don't fucking know your situation or what you were thinking when you did this fucking photo shoot. Maybe Roman was really in your brain saying, bitch, this is a great idea. That shit looked real tacky. Yeah. It looked very classless. And I personally wouldn't buy a picture. I wouldn't even repost the picture. So congratulations, sis. But the shit was ghetto. Period. Yeah, I it mean, was it, it was ghetto, but if she didn't, I, I just, I just didn't, it's a little why. Because you, you have a lot of money to have the most glamorous photo and shoot. And it was so clean. And I understand being, like, I understand want to be Minimalistic. Nude. I understand being nude. I would, I would always, I always said I want to do an underwater nude. Me too. Uh, for, Bitch, I'm getting pregnant first, shoot. but I'm doing it first. So, I mean, 
it's not about who did it first, it's who does it better. Oh, <laughs> okay. But shame. no, really. <laughs> so I just, it was a lot of whys, who, what, when, where, who. And then it's crazy because her, we all know that her baby father, her husband, is a registered sex offender. So it's like, while you're having a, ch- a child with a person who can't even drop your child off at school. Yikes. You know, he can't even take, take a child to the playground. That's real deep. We ain't even going to get into that right now. You can't do anything he's publicly with your child because mm. he can't be around children. Yeah. So it's just like, this is the hill uh, Nikki chose to die on, and that's her business, but it looks really, it's not a, It's not how I wanted a queen to go out. <laughs> that's it's, definitely how she's going that's out. That's not how I wanted her to go out. <laughs> but speaking of people going out sad, Kanye had a crazy meltdown. He had two meltdowns, actually. The first meltdown was his little... Uh, Trump, I mean, uh, Kanye rally <laughs> in North Carolina, which he, I don't know if you saw the video, but he attacked a black woman just for questioning him about mm-hmm. something. But when a white girl says the exact same thing about abortions, because he was saying, I almost killed my daughter. I almost killed my daughter. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, I had, a white girl says, I had an abortion. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. Kudos, clap, brave, give, gives her a hand, of, a hand of applause and a hug. When a black girl does the same thing, he's like, take off your mask. Who are you to question me? I'm like, Kanye. What is your issue? And then he has a, a whole nother meltdown a couple of days after on Twitter when he's all like saying uh, Kim tried to lock him up because of his uh, rallying, that Chris and Kim brought doctors to the place and they're trying to get him institutionalized, that this and that. And I'm just like, at this point, I've noticed a pattern with Kanye. Every time he's about to drop something, he has a meltdown. He has some kind of, something happens to him because a long time, Kanye's been quiet. Yeah. Next thing you know, he's dropping an album. Next thing you hear, he's running for president. Even though he can't run for president because yeah. he missed all the deadlines. He did. But he's still having a, a rally for something he can't even run for. Yeah. And then he does this and he does that. And he, then after all those crazy-ass tweets, he drops his album and says, oh, go stream Donda. Okay, well, y'all. Y'all know I'm an avid like Kanye West fan, so I'm going to love my uncle regardless of his mental state of mind because... Essentially, it has to be something mentally, chemically wrong where he thinks that his actions are okay or valid. And this is the thing. This is not, what, like you said, it's not one of his first episodes. This is not going to be his last one. But the problem is when it comes to us in the audience, we keep entertaining it. Right. Like, why are y'all going to this rally? What? Why are y'all going to this rally? Y'all are entertaining this man. Y'all are giving him an audience to say some crazy ass shit. But and is he having him. a manic episode? Because I understand having a chemical imbalance and having real manic episodes. But I also see how it's always convenient. He has one right, right when he's about to drop something. The same so thing for like, August Alcina. Because you see how he tried to cash out on the word entanglement. Exactly. That's like, what I'm saying. That's why it, he's it, doing it. it. Is that have, why Kanye's but doing it? But I'm saying it? it may also, it might have something to do with is that. Is he but trying then, to cash out on being bipolar? It, he might, might be. I mean, he might be. But then it also goes back to us. We're the audience. We're the ones that consume it. And if we keep giving in to him when he does shit like this, because we feed off of negativity. Why don't we do, whenever he's doing positive shit, we're all like, yes, Kanye, yes, Kanye. It's only when he does shit that is very out of this fucking world that we hear a lot of people saying, Kanye this, Kanye that. When I'm like, he's done other shit that's probably on the more positive side, but like with our generation or in the society that we're in, we feed off of negativity. We feed off of things that make us feel like we're the powerful ones in the situation. Like we're the ones with the most rationale. Like maybe he's bipolar. Maybe he's going well, through some I, shit. I know he is bipolar and I, and he recently got off his meds and he talked about being off his meds because it, um, it, he said it hindered his genius. And if this is it all, it probably tr- did though. Cause I most believe it. Medicine, and, medicine if all, does. and if all this is true, 
I just, he just needs someone in his corner to be there and help him and not try to put him on, keeping up with the Kardashians, yeah. put him on TV. You know, like, if she, I don't know how many, because I'm not in their life, so I don't know how many times Kim has tried to help him yeah. or what she's done for him. But as a wife, I feel like putting him in a mental institution should be the last resort. Yeah, that should be the death if of the last resort. If he's harming himself and others, I understand. Yeah. But I don't think it's right for her to try to institutionalize him. Although we don't know what happened. Maybe he did something violent. Maybe he didn't. I don't mm. know. But if that's not the case and she did try to put him in a mental hospital, that is wrong. I just Because look, they don't always come out better. They come out worse, yeah, worse. after yeah. being in a mental hospital. I just look at it as a, like we keep saying with like every other celebrity, celebrities are human and they go through shit that we go through. Yeah. And I think that once we stop trying to make it seem like what he's going through is so uncommon and that people... Like, I don't think people think it's uncommon. I think we think what he's doing is uncommon. I don't think it's uncommon. I think that... People that are emotionally bipolar or disproportionately dis not there are probably going through shit we don't even know. And with him, he feels like he gets the most attention when he acts out. Yeah. Okay. Let's be real. Because, I mean, when Kanye was doing good, like, college dropout, this isn't the third. Like, all his good shit. Like, college old, dropout was a long That's what I'm saying. Ago. Old Kanye was so great and powerful. I think Kanye gets so much more attention now that he's attached to a Kardashian because Kardashians are attached to negativity. Honestly, I think Kanye made the Kardashians more famous than, than the Kardashians made him famous. I, I don't agree. Yeah, I think that, I think they were I think Kanye was bigger than Kim. I think he I think he's bigger than Kim. Yeah. But I think he gets a lot of attention because of the Kardashian. Yeah, name. I agree. I agree. But I'm saying I think in the beginning of the relationship, he was the more famous one. He of was course, the bigger one. Of course. So I think they got but more clout. But when you think of like the history of like the Kardashians, like Travis Scott, even though he was a great rapper, we knew him because he was her baby daddy. Tristan you Thomas. You know who Travis Scott was before he was. We knew who he was, but I'm saying he got more because I said the Kardashians are attached to negativity, and the fan base that the Kardashians have, yeah, is different. in the white world, yeah, is different that. than because yeah. people are starting looking up like who the fuck is Travis Scott? Who the yeah. fuck is Tristan? We already I, knew who. Travis I did Scott not was. know who the fuck Tristan Thomas was until yeah, he started putting his him. dick in Chloe. Let's Definitely. be real. I mean, he was a basketball player, so we're not. Gonna I know, but even like James Harden was getting. He said the reason why he broke up with Chloe is because he was getting so much attention. He yeah. said paparazzi were following him. He was like, I've never in my entire basketball career ever been followed. Yeah. But now I started like fucking this bitch. Like, it's a thing. Yeah. So I think it's because they're attached to so much negativity and we feed off of negativity that we're going to give them the power that they deserve. Yeah. So. so whatever Connie is going through, I really pray and hope that he gets the help he needs and he sees someone and he gets back on his meds. I know it sucks, but these manic episodes are just... They're making, and I feel like, and he made a comment about, I don't care if my wife divorces me because of this, yada, yada, yada. I mean, th those are probably all things he doesn't mean, and he's just acting out and saying stuff, and it's unfortunate that people are not bringing light of it, so they're making yeah. fun of him because yeah. of it. And this is not funny. If you it's have anyone in your family who's had any kind of bipolar, schizophrenia, any kind of those things, it's a real you thing know deal it's, not it's not funny. And it's a struggle that they go through. And to love someone and to be in a relationship with someone who has this disease, you're a very strong, strong powerful person. person. So I really hope he gets the help he needs. And I don't know. At this moment, it's it's not a good thing to have a white woman by your side. I'm sorry I have to say <laughs> it. Like, this is, it's it's not. Because we're not going to institutionalize you. We're going to try to help, help you, you and rehab you. Exactly. Speaking of white women by your side, I don't know if it's true. Because this is what I heard in the stories when I, I heard that um, Kylie was actually with um, Meg and Tori and her friend when the shit all went down. She was not there. That's what I heard. She was definitely not there. They were all at a party together. 
Okay. And then... So why are you going to parties like that? And they... What do you mean? Like, why are you going to parties with, like, you know, niggas that ain't like you? When does... They're the Kardashian. They're always trying to be around with niggas that they ain't are, like them. You're right. You they always right. want to be in the scene. We got to probably backtrack, because I started, like, talking before I actually... We said what was going on. <laughs> so... Our good sis, Meg, got shot in the foot over, what was it, over the weekend or was it the weekend before? It was a weekend before. Yeah, so yeah. she got shot in the foot. And you know the hot girls came in heavy because, you know, our fellow hot girl over here, hot girl Sammy. I was ready to fight. I was like, who shot my good sis, Meg? Because I was, ooh, I was not Okay, so long story, right, me, I don't care, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't cancel me, y'all, I'm not Nicki Minaj. But no, um, <laughs> The thing is, we don't know all the details. Like we say, we never really know the details when it comes to things, when it comes to black women and their protection. We don't know all the details. We don't know. What we do know is that they were all at a party together. Yep. Um, they left that night. It was uh, Meg, Tory Lanez, and Meg's best friend in the car. Uh, someone shot Meg, but there's only three people in the car, and Meg's best friend came on the internet and said, I did not shoot Meg. So that only leaves Tory to shooting Meg. We don't know why shot Meg, but we do know is that the police was there, and then you see Meg, like, getting out and doing booty hopscotch, trying to listen to yeah. the commands of whatever the police is saying, yeah. and she's bleeding, and you see Tori on the other side laid out on the floor, and then you see her best friend slowly getting out. I'm like, you see this girl's hurt. Why are you making her do 700 things? Yeah. Just to follow your commands? Because they don't give a fuck about a black woman. Absolutely not. Meg didn't get arrested. She got medical attention. Uh, Tori got arrested, but he didn't get booked or charged for anything because because my good sis is a real-ass bitch. Give a fuck about a nigga. She did not snitch. No one snitched. No one said anything. No one is still saying yeah, anything. Yeah, and that's why we don't know what happened. And I think that her, her statement release that she did was very cryptic. But I'm like, I always try to read in between the lines, but I still don't be knowing anything. And she pretty much was just saying that like the attack was intentional and it was to hurt her. And then she pretty much just said that it gave her a realization that, like, you know, the place that she is in her life, that, you know, life is short, X, Y, and Z. You know, cherish people you around. She said, like, a lot of good hot girl shit. But pretty much, she was just pretty much saying that this is, like, a life-altering thing for her. Because it's, like... Definitely. Getting shot, it's definitely It's definitely life-altering. Life because someone you thought you know, that was your was friend. for you. Yeah. Exactly. It's, it's, like, I couldn't even imagine being in that situation. So I empathize and I sympathize for that because I don't even know... Why someone would, because you know how you always say, May don't do nothing to nobody. She May don't. May don't bother way. nobody. That's just like Meg the style. I didn't say if you shot Cardi, because she be talking shit. I ain't saying if you shot My Nikki. It says Cardi Not- has reason to say. They said that bitch was dead. So <laughs> They said th- yes, Cardi they, was dead. They made a whole fucking like fan page talking about Cardi was being dead. Like died? Like dead. Like she was like, I don't know who the fuck told y'all I was dead, but I still, you know how she be talking. I wish I could do it. That's not even so, because if Cardi B died, that would be all over the fucking news. Right, but she said that somebody was making like a fan page saying that Cardi died. Y'all better do some prayers over that shit because someone's trying to get you dead. It's weird, right? People are weird as fuck, but no, that's ridiculous. So that gives us to our topic of conversation of like, you know, 30. 30-ish, knocking on 30s We door. are knocking on 30s, 30s door, door, guys. Like, we are there. And this is when we're having a place in our life when we are having realizations and where we're having revelations and we're starting to really get into tune with ourselves. Because, you know, early 20s, you get the fake pressure. When you're, like, mid-30s, like, when you're mid-20s, you're damn near 30. So you're getting the pressures of, like, the world, yourself, X, Y, and Z. So our episode's about that shit. Okay. <laughs> 
All right, so when I was in my 20s, I did not care about personal responsibility. Yeah. I did not give a shit about anything. I was reckless. I was loud. I was rude. I quit jobs every other day. I did not care about, you know, people's uh, feelings. I did not care about men's feelings. All I cared about getting money, having guys pay for my shit, all that crazy stuff. And now that I'm in my mid-20s, I'm much more calmer about most things I do kind of still have my temper, but I, I am, I do try to analyze and think logically about most situations. And I find myself like in and out of depressive states. I'm not going to say I have depression or I suffer from depression because I don't think I do. I mean, I know I don't, but I think we've all gone through the, have those days where we just don't know what we're doing in our life. We wake yeah. up with negative thoughts. We're yeah. thinking like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. What, what, what have I done with my life? I'm this old and I haven't accomplished anything. You see mm. your peers accomplishing stuff. What? Why haven't I accomplished these things? So I, even yesterday I was like, what is going on with me? Because you, you have this feeling, but you don't understand no why, why you have this feeling and you can't explain it and you can't express it because you don't understand, understand it, it yourself. yourself. Yep. So, I mean, my mid-20s, I mean, my, my mid-20s is me coming to a sense of self, you know? So the sixth day, your happiest age is 33. So we still got some time, <laughs> you know? So um, mostly right now in my life, I'm trying to just think positive, remain positive. I know people talk about after graduation depression. You know, when you graduate, you like trying to look for a job, trying to, you know, trying to think about stuff you have to I, do. I can, I can understand Some that. people go through that. And some people who, whom are trying to find themselves and trying to see what career path they should go to, especially hard when you're, when you see other people who are 20, 21, 22, starting businesses, buying houses, doing that. And me, I'm 26 and I'm like, well, I can shake my ass. (laughs) I'm kind of smart. So it's just, and I just want to let y'all know you're not alone because I, you might think, oh, I'm this and that, but I'm really just trying to figure out my life just like everyone else. Aren't we all? Yeah. I think my realization was that I need I need me more than I need anything else. Yeah. Because I always like emphasize to other people like you know how happiness is a choice and it's so like something exclusive to something you can do for yourself. And cuz most of my 20s I've been in a relationship. And now that I'm in a place where I'm not, it's kind of hard for me to like separate myself from a relationship because I've always been labeled as a girlfriend, a wife, a this, a third. So now me trying to come into myself and realizing who I am, it's been the hardest thing I've ever had to do, but I'm enjoying every ounce of it because it's what she was saying. It's like getting to know yourself. Yeah. I think that for so long, I... And people say get to know yourself, but like, how do you get to know yourself? Like, what what do you do to get to know yourself? Just figure out the things you like, because like I'm saying, like in a relationship, all the things I really liked were synonymous to things that he liked. Yeah. Like... I thought that those were our common goals and common things. Because granted, we both wanted houses. We both wanted this. We wanted this. But it's like, what do I like exclusively? Like, you like going to bingo, bitch, go to bingo. You like taking walks, like, midday. Take walks midday. I think that so many times when I, like, thought about my happiness, it was my happiness connected to someone else. It was never me, like, being happiness to myself. And that's why when I saw this thing today and it said that, like, talking about how no one, like, I know we talked about this last week, but it was saying that, like, really no one can really complete you. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always keep saying to myself, I'm like, you know what? Don't fill the void 
fill the void. Like, yeah. Like, don't. Actually fill it. Yeah. Fi- like, don't. Like, yeah. Don't fill it. Like, F-I-L-L. Like, fill it. Like, fill everything you need to fill in this void because yeah. it's going to help you to the next stage of your life that you're going to. And I think it's very important when you're in your 20s to not be so hard on yourself because it's so easy to think, like, well, when my mom was 26, she was married with three kids. Granted, I understand that some people's story, that's not what I want for my story. Yeah. So I think that if I was more in that situation, I'd be more depressed than I feel sometimes, like you said, the depressive states. Yeah. I think I would be more depressed knowing that that's where I landed when that wasn't even my dream. Right. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with being 26 and having two kids or 26 and being married and with a kid. But are you genuinely happy? Are you feeding into yourself? Because becoming a mom and a wife are two different sanctions that like deserve so much more attention. I think that when I get married, I would want to be married for at least two, three years before I get a baby. Because right. I really want to know my boyfriend as a husband and my husband as, and he treats me as a wife before he treats me as a wife and mother because that's a lot of pressure to do back to back for anyone. Yeah. So I'm, like you said, there's this pressure to hit adult milestones. There's this pressure to find a partner. There's the pressure to get married. There's a pressure to have children. There's a pressure to have to uh, have, buy a house. All these adult milestones that we're supposed to hit that we haven't hit yet. And social media does, I think they play a big part in that. And I feel like, and I feel like we're not doing enough. And I feel like I said we're, I feel like I'm not doing enough. But we, we also have to remember to see that glass as half full and not half empty. Mm-hmm. Because you also notice all the things you don't have, but remember what you don't have. You're far from where you want to be, but you're far from where you used to be. You know, some people didn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Getting a job is a blessing. Some people didn't have an apartment. Getting an apartment is a blessing. Some people yeah. didn't have a car. Buying a car, no matter what year, what it looks like, all of that, what those milestones? are all adult milestones, and those are all blessings. And we still also remember some people literally have no shoes and have nothing. So we're complaining about not getting this car, not yeah. getting this apartment, not getting this, but then why are we not saying, thank you, God, for giving me what I have? Absolutely. What we don't have, and we should start seeing the glasses half empty, I mean, half full and not half empty. But being almost 30, I feel like there's a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxiousness. I'm fearsome about it. There's like all these pressure about like, oh my God, I'm almost 30. Oh my God, I'm almost 30. Like, what is it about almost being 30 that we're so fucking scared about? I think that being almost 30, it just feels because we, they put society, let's be real. Society puts so much pressure on being 30 as in like, your eggs are shriveling up. Yeah. Like your body clock is ticking. Yeah. Like I think that everyone, everything that has to relate with women when it comes to 30 is very maternal and very yeah. like of what can you do for a household type feel. Like in your twenties, that's when you can get drunk and have fun and X, Y, and Z. But you got to realize halfway through your twenties, you're supposed to stop that drinking, stop all those partying and find a mate that's going to mate you and make you an honest fucking woman by 30, which is kind of unrealistic with the generation that we're fucking in. No, I've accepted the fact that I'm probably not going to be with someone until I'm 30. Like, it's just, it's not happening to me for me in my twenties. I know I got a couple more years on some years on my my twenties, but I don't know. Like, I just don't see And the thing is, I feel like nothing is wrong with it. I think we should stop being scared of every single year that we come to come of age. Right. Because the more scared you get, the more it hinders you to actually really get to know yourself. Because it hinders you your growth. It hinders your growth because if I'm constantly thinking about who the fuck my husband is, I'm not pouring into how can I be the best wife 
and I can be the best version of myself. Right. When I keep thinking about what partner or what suitor is looking for me or how are my eggs going to stay good and fresh until I'm ready to have kids? Like, those are things that I should be worrying about when I have someone. It shouldn't be something I'm worried about just in the middle of the fucking day because it's fucking Tuesday. I hope we're not thinking about our eggs in the middle of a fucking... Bitch, if you're thinking about your eggs in the middle of the fucking Tuesday, then go read a book because you need other you need other things to worry about than fucking <laughs> eggs. Um, if you start worried about them, freeze them. But anyways, what are some accomplishments you want to, to, you want to do? What are some things you want to accomplish before you're 30? Before I'm 30, I just want to be internally happy. I think that sounds really crazy to say that you want to be happy. I just want to be happy. Whatever my happiness is, how I find it, I think that it's such a beautiful thing. I don't want to put, like, little milestones on myself and say, like, I want a house before 30, even though I do. But I think that if you set goals like that and you don't hit them, you're down on yourself even more. So for me, internally, I just want to know myself and just know that whatever the fuck I'm doing is enough because I've worked on myself through my 20s. I've worked on my emotional traumas, and I'm not going to be triggered by certain things that probably are not intentionally a problem. Okay, well, I disagree with you a little bit on that because I think it's okay to set goals. I think it's okay to have little milestones. And even within your goals, have little steps on how you can reach your goals. Mm -hmm. But my goals I that I have that I want before I'm 30 is I want my podcast to blow up. That's one of my one of my stepping stones. Like if that can happen before I'm 30, y'all, y'all gonna y'all gonna it see. It will happen. Okay. If I have anything to say about it. Okay, so God, you know, me and you. Let's what did it say? Let's see what happens. Self-care. Hold on. What did self-care? Prayer and shea butter. That's okay. the blackest thing I've ever fucking seen. All right. <laughs> Another one of my goals is to get my nursing degree. Even though I really don't want this degree, I know it's going to be my mama happy. And just to have her say her daughter made it. And you know what? Just just leave me alone. Um, definitely com being completely self-sufficient. Yeah. Like, just on my own, not needing anyone to pay for anything, not needing yeah. anyone to do anything for me, not needing a man for nothing. Not yeah. that I don't... And I think it's very important uh, for us women to want a man, but don't need, need a, a man. Because mm. I want a man there, but I don't I want, want to... want a man there. Right, but I don't want to be reliant of that man. Absolutely I'm a real ass bitch. Give, give a, a fuck, fuck about a nigga. Real fucking back home. Oh, five, six figures. Stripes on my ass so we call this pussy tigger. Fucking on a ass rich ass nigga. Period. Um, but like you said, being happy with myself. Yeah. I think... Whenever you are in tune and if you're happy with yourself, it doesn't matter if the world is on fire. Mm, bitch, and I hope it don't go on fire because um, all I got, all I will have is happiness. Girl, the way 2020 is going, if so the world do catch on fire, I'll see I, next year. I won't even be surprised, you know. <laughs> so, but, you know, there's a ways to approach your 30s. You know, I don't feel like you should be very scared or anxious about it. Um, so there's these are things to expect when you are about to hit 30. Yep. Uh, never. It's never too late to reinvent yourself. Absolutely not. I think that even with our 20s, though, we always feel like, hey, I don't want to start over. I think it's so hard. Yeah. You know, and I just think that we have to have the ideal in my head, our heads that, like, you can't just do different shit. Like, shit, what is it, a century? Not a century. What is it? Ten, what is 10 years? 10 years is a decade. Oh, okay. The decade. If, decade <laughs> <laughs> shit, what degree? Because at this point... <laughs> <laughs> low key fuck 2020 but, <laughs> but yeah. no i think that we should just yeah stop thinking that like where you are is is it because mm -hmm. there's so much shit to fucking do and there's so much things to fucking arrive to i'm not gonna be the same bitch in five minutes at this point i might not be because i'm drinking so uh doug sammy about to come out shit <laughs> and you know ambitious lincoln bio
is weigh in. <laughs> I think another way that you, when you're arriving to your 30s to make you not so scared about it, is just don't let your realistic views turn you to be cynical and um, snarky. Yeah. You know, sometimes when women get older, if they don't they get, get bitter, they get so bitter. A lot of women just be like, I'm supposed to be married by now. Yeah. I'm supposed to have kids by now. Yeah. It's like, y'all, chill out. We're only fucking 30. Smoke I say blunt, drink a glass of wine, whatever you got to do. I'm just saying, because it's just like, it makes no sense to me why anyone just thinks that their life is over because you hit 30. Because guess what? Who was it? Oprah Winfrey didn't even get to where the fuck she needed to be until she was 30. Yeah. Because she was doing like talk Jay-Z shows. Jay-Z didn't and... drop his first album until he was 28. Exactly. So it's like, stop acting. Well, for men it's different. We're not going to talk about that right now. But with women, okay. like 30 is not 40. A lot of men say that their 30 is their new 20, which they need to grow the fuck up. So stop saying that shit. I think that with women, we just need to see 30 and just be like, hey, guess what, bitch? I'm here. We're here. Let's get it. There's this thing about women that we're so scared of aging. We're like, oh, my God, I want to look young. Like, I don't want my gray hairs. I got to gotta look young. And men age, and they don't give a fuck about aging. At all. So I don't know why us. women and youthness is, like, parallel. It's mm-hmm. not, what's the word? Like, connected. It's like, we have to always look young, look like this. Aging is a fucking beautiful thing. Getting older, getting wiser, getting stronger, all that is beautiful. So let's um, embrace it and stop being scared of it. Another thing about, about, about to be 30, y'all, Y'all hangovers are going to get worse. I'm mm. sorry. It's already getting bad now. Child. So imagine when it's in your 30s, sis. Your hangover is about to feel like you in your deathbed. <laughs> I think I'm there now. I'm 20. Girl. <laughs> 26. Girl. Damn. <laughs> Look at me. I'm trying to be Benjamin Button while I'm talking shit. Shit. Them hangovers be hitting me like shit. If we ain't got no BC powder, I'm out. Girl, I just learned about the BC powder trick, and that shit is legit. <laughs> oh. Another thing you should realize when you're getting to 30, you should just be nice to everyone. Be kind. I think having a chip on your shoulder and thinking you still got to have beef, like, we not having beef when we 30. Like, I think... <laughs> I'm a vegetarian. <laughs> At this point, I think it's never that serious. There's nothing that happened in my 20s that I want to bring that baggage so badly a Until decade later. Yeah. Like, if I'm still 30 and messy... <laughs> like, leave I'm me where ch- you I'm found me. I'm gonna check you on it, mommy. As you Bitch, you still messy? <laughs> still messy. Like, check me on that shit. Because I think when you're 30 and you still worried about what someone said about you, like, I'm not gonna say you're not gonna drift into that shit real quick when you're 30. But if you mid-30s and you still worried about what the fuck Tiffany said to I'm you... I'm going to call you Carly Red, bitch. You a right? Carly Red asshole. Because Carly Red is all old-ass <laughs> fucking messy bitch, okay? And we don't have time for that. Nah. So you know what? Let that shit go Let and grow. Let it grow and Let grow. It go. Can't hold it back anymore. Period. And also, when you... when you, I mean, some of y'all now already have this problem, especially when you in your 30s, y'all. Sally may be calling the fuck out of y'all. She like, where my money at, bitch? Because you late on your payment. And you're like, bitch, I just graduated. Well, bitch, I don't give a fuck. Give me my money. <laughs> yeah, that's, you're, you got to pay your loans up, sis, bro. It's time. When you're in your 30s, you have, you can't, I don't know if you can still do that for forbearance. Forbearance thing. I, I think, that's, think as so. long as you're still in school, you can do it. Yeah, I think it's while you're in school or yeah. while, like, early stages. Yeah, so. I think my mom is still on forbearance, but I couldn't even tell you, you know. How? Oh. I couldn't tell you. My mom only went to school, I think, for only a semester, though. So I think she's just dragging this shit on for, like, the next rest of her life. Mama, I'm not paying your school loans. I love you to death. 
It but do not die with full loans because I'm not paying that shit. It shouldn't be that much because it shouldn't be. I but we don't we don't have those we don't have those conversations, so I couldn't tell you what okay. it was. But that's wild. You know, I wish I'm her age still dragging my school loans on shit. As um, long as it don't affect my credit. You 30 years old, y'all, and you worried about getting old. Just moisturize. That's that's another thing you should fucking do. I think it should already be part of your like you know regimen already because you're in your mid 20s and you're practically 30 because niggas already say like when you like 25 you're already practically 30. i don't know right. why people do that to us why do they do that to us they once you us. hit 25 oh you're like, practically 30. practically 30. i got five more years until i'm 30 sis niggas, okay niggas be 38 talking about i ain't 40 yet sir at this point you and the reaper are like best fucking friends y'all oh! don't I mean, say that because when i'm 38 i don't want to be best friends I'm with talking the about for niggas though okay. not for us i just think that because men when you tell me your age and i don't even Hold up, y'all, real quick. Why do y'all feel so comfortable asking us our age? Men nowadays ask us our age without question. Niggas will, niggas will be forty eight asking like, "How old are you?" Nigga, old enough to be your daughter. Why are you? Why are you bothering me? Like, right. That's it's inappropriate to ask a woman yeah. her age. Though we should not it. be scared to tell our age. I'm not scared to tell my age either because people yeah. are like, "Oh, I thought you were more old." And the thing is, people I always get, "I thought you were older. You're more mature." I'm like, "Fuck you, okay?" Because I pay my own bills. I look mature. Depends on the day for me. If I don't have makeup on, I look like I'm 21. When I do have makeup on, I look like a adult. Yeah, I think when I have makeup on, I look like I'm probably like, I'm knocking at 30's door. Yeah, we but is. We, we is. are. But when, but when I am, you know, when I have no makeup on, I look like a little spring chicken. A spring chicken? Is yes, that a good thing? Yeah, spring chickens are always like a reference of saying that you look younger. Oh, okay. That's nice. It's like American chicken and African chicken. Which one is better? I don't African know what chicken. an African chicken looks like. I don't know either, but I know it tastes better. <laughs> I know it tastes way better than American chicken. Tastes way <laughs> but I'm going to choose the African one. Because we African. <laughs> what's up? What's up? That shit Wakanda was so... Forever. I'm so mad that people really be doing that shit. Like, for a while. After that thing, a freaking movie came out, niggas are really doing that shit think, for, like, yeah, a Yeah, because as... And that poor man, Chad Ball, I know everywhere he went. He, he has, every picture. You was in hella movies before that shit. But because you was our Black Panther. That's that's all we get from him. Now he don't even smile no more. He's like Wakanda forever. <laughs> was Wakanda even in Africa? Wakanda is not even a real place. I know, but was it even in Africa? Definitely, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was So uh, why couldn't they use like a real African place? Because you know most African places are beautiful too. So why they have yeah, to make it like a utopia? Wakanda was like a futuristic scientific um, I hope it wasn't. Place. I hope it wasn't what I mean. South Africa, because they had white people there with that one dude. Because you know what's they had South that Africa. one white person. I know, but South Africa is where white people were. So I'm like, is he? Are they trying to tell us a message? Well, there's white people in other parts of Africa. I know, but primarily they're in South Africa, right? So I'm just saying, like, were they trying to tell us something? That's all I'm saying. I don't saying. think so. I think I'm they're, just saying. I think they're just trying, you know, integrate the white people, you know. Because, you know, if too many niggas, for some reason, if there's a movie full of niggas, they're like, where's the white people? Where's the white motherfuckers? When there's a movie full of white people, they're not asking where the black people at. (laughs) Hello. Okay. Anyways, uh, last but not least, in your 30s, your conversations are mostly about listening, learning, and sharing. Yeah. You know, we start to be more into with ourselves, and we start to think less about ourselves, and talk about our girls. You know, I've noticed that my conversations with my friends now are so much more, it's about God, it's about... Our businesses is about what we want to yeah. do in life. It's about how we're going to be successful. Like, if yeah. you don't have those group of friends where you're just like, this is what we want to accomplish, what we're going to do, this is how we're going to do it, mm-hmm. then you might need a new group of friends. Because you're only as, you know, as yeah. what they say, as powerful as, as good as... As people you're around, as yeah. you're around, you know? So, 
Another thing yeah. I think you should realize when you're getting to your 30s, because I know you're not at your 30s yet, don't lose your optimism. Some of the listeners might be. You know, just because we're not in our 30s. I mean, yeah. some of them Okay, well, the women that are in their 30s, yeah. don't lose your optimism. Like, you know when they say that they're a child at heart or something like that? Still stay lighthearted. I like that. I love that, too. You're only I as think, old as you feel. Exactly. And I think if you feel like you're 30 and you dread being 30, because so many women I hear talk about being 30, and they're like, honey. My fucking aunt, Memuna, she is a fucking badass bitch. This bitch is like 46, 7. I want to say, because she's as old as my mom. So she's like 6 or 7. 46 or 7. She a bad bitch. And she knows she a bad bitch. She ain't got no kids. And she's out here. I want to be that life. auntie that's just traveling. She is that auntie good. that travels and is a bad bitch. Because I look at her and I'm just like, sometimes she be trying to tell me shit. I'm like, bitch, we like the same age. Because how you be acting, girl, yeah. we there. We there. Like, right. me and her can sit. I remember, I don't even want to say it, but I did do it. I took, like, pictures of her, like, sexy pictures of her. So she can send it to her nigga. Like, that's some shit I would do when I'm in my fucking <laughs> 40s. Like, that's I cute. love that shit. So I'm like, yes, like we're in the same age bracket, even though she's the same age bracket as my mom. Because my mom, my mom swears. But her, she doesn't act like she's in the exactly. same age bracket. Because my mom. mama, my mama swear she is fucking 60 something years old. I see your nigga 60 something years old. Bitch, let that hurt go. Like, you're not that old. Mom is 40 something years old, acting like she's old. I said, let that shit go. I know the kids are dragging you down. I know that we take your energy sometimes, but sis, push against that. Say fuck them kids. Say fuck us. You want to? You want to you say fuck? You? Yes, bro. Like you better, mommy. You don't better say level, fuck me. Level up, cause my mama is a bad bitch, and she she should know she is though. I want right. my mom to realize she's a person outside of having kids. How come our parents? Our my mom don't know she a bad bitch. I'm sorry, I'm not gonna lie, I'm a bad bitch. I don't know why my mom don't know she like. A, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. My, my mom is a prize, and I think yeah. my mom's settling for her nigga. So if y'all ever see me out in this world, I said it, and I will say it a fucking again. Because I don't even call him my stepdad. I call him Mr. Max. That's what his name is. I mean, how old was you when he came into your life? He was 15. I was 15. Yeah, so calling him dad's kind of like. Yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah. my mom, my mom's still like 10 years ago. My mom was 30 something years old, marrying a 50, 60 something years old. Because he's older than my grandma. Is he. Taking care of the house, paying all the bills, all that good stuff. You know, well, that's not my place to talk about it, okay. you know, especially not on my podcast. Just know that nigga ain't shit and you can do better, mama. And you know what? If you're looking for a nigga, I got you, bitch. Go get her on some dating website. Hello, I'm about to. Shit, go you back know. to Africa for a few there's weeks. There's Facebook Mr. dating, Max. there's Tinder, there's Hinge, there's uh, uh, Plenty of Fish, there's Bumble. So go ahead, sis. Yes, mama. Go ahead, find yourself a rich nigga, too. Because they're there, too. They're so, there. Find me a few. Uh, questions. What is it about getting... Okay, my bad. Questions. <laughs> Why is getting older looked as something that is negative and scary and not something to embrace? Especially for women. I think that getting older just represents all the things that you haven't accomplished, but I think that's the same for men. Yeah. I think with men, they're, I think they're as, as hard as the, themselves as we are, but for them, it's representing as a sign of strength and a but, stride of wisdom. Yeah, when we get older, it's like, it's like negative. Our, like, when our, they like get our youth, older, yeah, it's, it's like, like positive. It's like our youth is gone. Like, no one's going to want us yeah. and X, Y, and Z. So I think that we're equally dealing with the same thing, but we're deep on different, like, levels of it. Because they are thinking about it like, oh, I ain't got my shit accomplished and I want to get here. But women are like, well, I ain't get my shit accomplished, but I ain't getting no kids or married yet. So it's like we feel the double the pressure because we're like, not only are we not married, but... We haven't hit the milestones we want to hit. That's the only reason why I think that it's harder on us because we're thinking that we need to be nurturers, child bearers, and we need to fucking be somebody's fucking wife at 30. 
Maybe. Not all women are meant to be wife. And Honestly, not wife. every not every single woman is meant to be a fucking. And it's okay, mother. It's okay. Look at Oprah. She's, Shit. I, mean, I guess she's kind of a bad example because Oprah's a devil. But you know what I'm trying to say. Oh. Oprah ain't got no wife and kids or children, so <laughs> and she didn't even marry Stedman. Right. So you know, not everyone. She a billionaire. Right. So and for everybody. So my question. So my question is: Do you feel like there is an age limit when it comes to you know marriage, kids, X, Y, and Z? We've said it plenty of plenty of times on this podcast. You do shit when it's when it's convenient for you. Uh, it don't matter how old you is, uh, what you look like, and none of that stuff. Like, do it whenever you feel ready. Because when you're having those kind of things too early, and you are resenting your partner, you resent yeah. yourself, you resent your kids. Because uh, post traumatic stress, I mean, it's real. it's real. Postpartum is real. And you see women who resent their children, and you think, oh, she's such a bad mother, yada, yada. It's because she didn't want to have those fucking kids. Yeah. You know? Now she didn't want to get married. Yeah, honestly. So stop pressuring women. Stop pressuring people, especially, yeah. not even just women, because men get pressured, especially when you have minority parents. Yeah. They pressure you, too. They pressure you to have a wife, have a, uh, get married, uh, have a successful career, do all that at such a young age. And I understand why our parents do it because they want the best for us. Yeah. But some of us are just not built like that. And at they have to understand, at least not yet. And they have to understand that you have to give us time to grow because just because you did it when you were 19, 20, y'all were, y'all were in the middle of a war. Hello. You know, y'all had shit. Y'all didn't know if y'all gonna live tomorrow. So y'all were making sure y'all had babies today. You know, and then y'all had like 10, 20 babies because y'all didn't know if all your kids were gonna survive. Hello. <laughs> okay. You better so, talk your shit, woman. So it's this is a difference. Now it costs how much is a house now? Yeah. How much is all that shit now? It don't cost twenty dollars to raise a family no more. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> I think that you need to realize, like, do shit on your own pace because yeah. if you go off what other people want, you are gonna be miserable. Like, just cut that shit out, bro. Cut. cut. Mm-hmm. Shut that shit. You cut, what is it? Cut that shit out, Quay. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so, question: Do you think your thirties will be better than your twenties? I think that I'm going to make it whatever the fuck I want to make it. I think I need to stop saying this is going to be... I don't want to compare it. Okay. Because my 20s, I'm saying I want to learn myself. I want to be so in tune with myself that by the time I'm 30, nothing affects me like it does when I'm 20. So I'm not going to say it's going to be better. It's going to be a more elevated version of me. Because when I'm elevated, you can't fucking stop a bitch that know who the fuck she is. Yeah. Period. Yeah. I think my 30s... I I want my 30s to be better than my 20s. My 20s was more about me acting out. Mm-hmm. Uh, being irrational, being a hothead, being tempered. I got into fights. I got into like all those crazy stuff. And in my thirties, I don't want to get into fights. I, I mean, don't. Of course. Who yeah, I don't want to have any of those issues. I want to just be a real ass bitch. Can fuck my nigga. Like, period. I want to have my own breaking back with five hold five hits of fingers. Like, what? And she so, put stripes on her ass. So he called this pussy tigger. And we gonna not gonna be we not gonna be scamming nine as rich and ass. What, what, what the fuck rolls that? Uh, you, I might be scamming on a rich ass nigga. Not when I'm thirty. I'm gonna have a like I said. We, Can you be a sugar it. baby in your thirties? But I like I just say. Remember, I we don't have goals for ourselves. But me, I just I want a husband in thirties. Even though we're not trying to have goals. That's my goal. But can I, you be a sugar baby in your 30s? Is you that can. like you yeah. definitely can. Yeah. I, I know someone that has met her like life partner or her husband when she was in her 30s. So yeah. it's very possible. You never stop being a fucking sugar baby if you're okay. a fine ass bitch, okay? Yeah, I definitely want to be uh, a sugar baby that got her own sugar with another nigga who got sugar. You, you you feel me? You feel me? Okay. So how do you deal with the mental pressures of you not being where you want to be yet? I've learned, well, I've started is my creativity journal. 
that definitely helped me. Um, I got this book called Zen as Fuck. I have that book from Amazon. Yeah, I got I it from Amazon. It. I, I looked up uh, meditation journals on Amazon. It was the first thing that popped up, and I was like, this. And the book has definitely helped me with my mental state because I've always thought I had a good mental state, and I never thought I had a good, I need a therapist, I need a whatever, whatever. But since I turned 26, I thought, I've noticed that, you know, I've been in and out of depressive states and didn't know how to handle it. So whenever I started, you know, getting more in touch with my yoga and meditating and praying and getting those books and those creativity journals, that has helped me tremendously. So I suggest writing out your thoughts and your feelings because you never know how much pressure you are putting on yourself until you write this out. You're like, and you, you're two pages out. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, this is all the stuff I've been putting on myself. No wonder I feel this way. Yeah. Not even, so, that's yeah. crazy because I even tell my friends, like, cause you know, I meditate every fucking day. Like yeah. if anything I'm going to do, I'm going to meditate. And I think that journaling really helps me let out all the fucking shit I had inside because I think that I communicate very well. I think I communicate very effectively. But when I'm writing shit down and I read what the fuck I'm writing down, I'm like, damn, sis. Yeah. Like, I'm like, damn, you really feel all that? And it's like, because you're just like sitting in silence, listening to music, you listening to like the vibes. And you're just like, my my inner self is telling me, write this shit down because it is overall very powerful just to get what you feel out. Because my friend used to tell me, she's like, I work a full day's work and I can't go to sleep when I come home at night. Because I have my, my thoughts racing. And I said, you know what? It's probably because... You just need to write them down. Yeah. Because I I recently have decided I'm not going to take on the burden of someone else's feelings. Because I'm such an um, empathetic person, in my opinion. I think when someone is feeling sad or if someone feels... You feel it, too. I feel it, too. And yeah. I feel like I always want to like make sure they're all right. And I always want to be the fixer. That's my problem. I always want to fix someone instead of letting them feel what they want to feel. So lately, as of late, I'm like, if someone feels that way, acknowledge it. Allow them to feel it and let them get over it. Because... You can't fix someone's own feelings because if someone keeps telling you, you're going to be all right, you're great, that's not letting them feel it. Yeah, allow them to feel the way they want to feel. Because people always want to fix how you feel. And I'm like, you can't fix how someone feels. You can listen. Yeah. You can be there for them. Yeah. But stop trying to tell them how to rationalize their feelings. Yeah. And that's why I always tell them, I'm like, journal, bro. Journal that shit. Because I noticed that, especially whenever my sister passed, everyone could tell me, oh, it's going to be okay. It gets better, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, whenever someone you love goes away from this world, it doesn't get better. And anyone who has someone who's passed away, I always tell them, it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to feel those pain, and it's okay because it's gonna. You're not gonna get over. I still cry to this day over my sister. So, yeah. So it's like, it's okay to feel what you're feeling, and I feel like it's it's okay if you don't understand what you're feeling. Write it the fuck out. Yeah. You know. And with that being said, that's it. Don't feel it. Feel it. Feel it. I'm telling you, feel right. that shit. Well, this was a good episode. I think it was very therapeutic for me. You know, I got some of my feelings and my fears out there and it's some things that I've been feeling. And, you know, you it's always good to check on your strong friend. Yeah. You know, honestly. people think, oh, oh, I'm so strong. I'm always this. I'm always that. No, bitch. I cry too. Mm, yep. I'm weak too. Yep. <laughs> you know, so check on your strong friends. Uh, don't feel like you haven't accomplished anything because your mates are accomplishing more things. Don't, Stop underestimating yourself and yep. stop fucking thinking less than what you are because you are perfect the way you are because that's how you God are made you. Fucking perfect. perfect. Bye. Oh, we didn't even tell them to follow us on all this shit. All right, go ahead, sis. Go okay, ahead. well, 
If y'all didn't already, follow us on every social media platform except Twitter at The Real Sip and Spill. Twitter is Sip and Spill 1. And also, y'all, please follow our fucking YouTube. I'm tired of asking y'all, but please do it, y'all. Just do it. Please. Just just, yeah. just for the shits and giggles. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star rating because we some five-star five bitches. bitches. Ow, ow.